What's up, guys? Before we start the show today, I have to announce that Player vs. Podcast Listener Request Month is coming up. With April being the show's birth month, I can't think of a better way to celebrate than to let you guys request a game for me to cover. This is it. This is your chance to get me to play literally anything. Did I badmouth Metroid Dread? Well, stick it to me by making me play it. Want to hear me talk about Mega Man X way before its time comes on the show? You can do that. You want to make me completely miserable by making me play Bubsy 3D? I wouldn't recommend it, but you can. But before you start getting trigger happy, there are some rules to keep in mind here. One, you cannot submit a game I've already covered on the show. I know I've covered a lot, so please do your due diligence and double check the feed. You don't want your submission to get tossed out if it gets picked. With that, rule number two here, make sure you submit two games. This is not only to cover your butt in case I have covered one of the games that you submitted, but also ensures that one of your games gets picked in the event I do not own the game. Lastly, rule number three, do not go crazy with the 80-hour JRPGs or anything like that. I love long games just as much as the next person, but please be mindful of not only my time, but other listeners' ballots as well. The shorter the game, the more I can talk about that month. Ideally, I would like to cover three, so please try to keep your picks to no more than 20 hours. If you're not sure how long your game is, check your submissions on howlongtobeat.com. And finally, where do you send those submissions? You can email your picks to me at mainquestpod at gmail.com. You can also shoot me a DM on your social media platform of choice, the main quest on Instagram or underscore main quest on Twitter. The deadline to submit the games you want me to play is Friday, February 10th. That deadline again, Friday, February 10th. It's going to come up faster than you think. And of course, once again, send them into mainquestpod at gmail.com or slide right into those DMs on Instagram or Twitter. And of course, the point of all of this is to have fun. So good luck. And now on to the show. another side quest episode of the main quest podcast today i am taking a break from the video games my doctor said something about side effects caused by the blast processing that i've been taking in lately basically the genesis emits x-rays or something it's cancer causing uh so instead i'm digging into this here mailbag that i have very Heavy tote, just full of letters, just bursting at the seams at this point. And I'm going to read some of uh, these questions you guys have sent me and giving you the answers that you so desperately want. It's a mess. It's a mess in here. <laughs> uh, it's been a long time since I've done one of these. Uh, well over a year. 
I guess. And uh, I've only done two prior to this. Uh, I could have sworn this was going to be like the fourth or fifth one. But before I get to all of that, if you didn't know that I was having an episode like this, follow the show on social media, underscore main quest on Twitter and the main quest on Instagram. I'm always posting stuff that has to do with the show and whatever episodes I plan on doing in the future, which you always have a hand in in shaping. Lastly, you can reach out to me via email, which is where I will embarrassingly read your emails you sent me like seven months later, give or take. <laughs> and that's mainquestpod at gmail.com. Also, maybe, I don't know, rate the show. That would be cool. Let's read some letters. just going to do this live and read them as they come here. Um, And I'm going to start with those emails that I just kind of talked about. They've kind of been sitting in my spam folder for longer than I would have liked to. Uh, One of these goes back to March. And I am very, very sorry. My email is usually chock full of stuff related to the podcast, like behind the scenes stuff. Uh, that I do for the show, uh, as well as uh, stuff for appearances that I've done on other shows. It's a mess in there. And uh, I don't know, I'm really bad at organizing that stuff. I should probably clean it up. Uh, that's not even mentioning, again, the spam folder, um, which I almost never look at, um, in which these emails ended up. So that's my piss poor excuse. I'm really fucking sorry. That's. <laughs> I'm terrible at this, um, but we're here, right? But it's here, right? Let's finally do this. This one is from Austin and says, I've been listening to your show for a few months now and sat through your episode on Hades. You seem to be all over the place with what you want to talk about. So I have to ask if you always considered yourself a retro gamer. How often do you go back and play older games? before you made your podcast. I'm enjoying the show. I like hearing your takes on new games with the focus of someone who plays older games. Thank you. Have you always considered yourself a retro gamer? How often did you go back to older games prior to the show? I'm just kind of wondering where you started the show, the podcast. If you start at the beginning, man, I mean, good on you. Um, and yeah, thanks. Thank you for listening. Hades, again, awesome episode. Sequel just announced, which is, um, well, unexpected. But, uh, hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I have got nothing to say about that, surprisingly. Anyway, uh, he's got a few questions here. I'm all over the place because I just don't have any focus. If If you can't tell already, I mean, we're only a couple minutes into this. As far as the show goes, I mean, I, it, I guess it used to not 
be very focused? It wasn't, it wasn't. I haven't put out an episode on anything modern since... Was it Bloodborne? I think that's the most modern game I've done in a while. Horizon was before that, and that's kind of the newest game. The newest game I've ever done was The Last of Us 2. But yeah, Bloodborne... That was last February or March of 2022? Anyway, when I started the show, I had every intention of also putting out episodes on modern games that I that I felt like I really wanted to talk about. And I was doing that. But eventually I was like, man, this is a retro gaming podcast first and foremost. Some would even say this, this is the number one retro gaming podcast out there. So... I really want this main feed to reflect that. There's also this feeling that I get, or at least I used to get it, uh, when I did finish a game. Speaking of modern games specifically. In that, when I finished it, I, I felt like I had to say something about it. So there was this anxi- anxiety that I got where I was like, well, I need to do an episode on this. And there's so much work that even goes into an episode that it was just, it's not a healthy way of approaching this kind of thing. Uh, it's not very sustainable for me because I play a lot of video games, so I can't just be putting out an episode on literally every single game that I play. I just, uh, the process that goes into making an episode, especially with all the research that I do, I just, I don't pull up a Wikipedia article and just read that stuff for development history. I would love to, but I just would feel foolish. I feel like people wouldn't take me seriously. Not that I'm looking for anybody to take me seriously. Again, a lot of the stuff that I talk about as far as the development history, there's so much stuff that I look at, I kind of feel like I jumble the information from time to time, and I probably get some of it wrong. But anyway, I just, uh, I even find it difficult to even finish half of the games that I play. And so with that, I also, you know, I don't want to cover a game that I don't like. That has to be extremely exhausting for you guys to listen to when I'm just shitting on every game that I play. Uh, And that's also... That's not healthy. It's not healthy to keep playing something for the sake of saying that you played it and and having to have an opinion on it. It's fine if you don't gel with the game. Don't keep playing it. Just drop it. It's it's not it's not healthy. Um, The other question, um, I guess I didn't. I don't know if I answered that first question. Hmm. Do I consider myself a retro gamer? Maybe this is just me. I feel like the term retro gamer or retro gaming, I should be careful how I say this. Um, Maybe other people will confirm this, but when I hear the word retro gamer, what comes to mind are a group of people that love to collect old hardware, 
software peripherals and things from the past <clears throat> things from the past that have to do with that era of video games i find typically that a majority of these people seem to defend a game on the basis that they are just themselves avid collectors of those things and genuinely love the era in which the game was released no matter what the quality of the game is so in that way in in, in the way that i think of a retro gamer with that i would absolutely not consider myself a retro gamer though i do spend a majority of my time playing very old games most of the time i'm not spending my time playing games that i enjoy i mean you listen to the show right and I think a lot of the comments I get regarding any one episode is a testament to that. I get a lot of people calling me crazy for not liking a game just because I should like it, I guess. If I am a quote-unquote retro gamer, I'm just supposed to like the game. Uh, and that's not the case. Um, this might be an unpopular opinion here. Uh, but I, I think video games are the easiest medium to objectively judge and say that it is bad because you are interacting with it. It is an interactive entertainment media. And if the guy on the screen that you're controlling isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing or something on that screen just doesn't feel right, it's a bad video game. And, you know, if it's a game that you like, it's okay to like that bad thing. But I think it's on you to be somewhat aware that the thing that you like is in fact bad, and some people will definitely think that it is bad uh, for some of the obvious reasons, right? Uh, I've said this so many times before on this show, uh, but it always bears repeating, always new people here. Um, I'm not here to change your mind. I'm open to conversation. I'm not judging anybody. I'm not out here to have some personal vendetta. I don't even know who most of you are. And man, some people just take criticism way too uh, seriously uh, these days, and I wouldn't be critical of these games if I didn't care, right? Uh, so, I don't know, I hope that sheds some light on that first question, I guess. You know, I feel like I really don't fit anywhere, right? <laughs> I don't feel like I fit with the modern gamers, or the retro gamers. Funny how that is. Um, and playing these before the podcast uh, even existed. Um, not really. I, I never really played a ton of retro games before the show. I had a few reliable ones that I would go back to from time to time. Like, you know, Super Mario World or uh, Mega Man X, Final Fantasy VII. But believe it or not. I mostly stuck to new or recent releases up until I started preparing things for this show, when the show just became a little twinkle in my eye. So yeah, I should probably move on. Uh, I really just kind of ranted way too much with that. But um, yeah, thank you for writing in. Uh, so this next question uh, comes from Brendan. How do you beat hard games? Do you use save states? There are so many I love that I couldn't beat as a kid and can't beat now. Yeah. Yeah, I use save states. 
I usually use them as checkpoints. Uh, so for instance, if I'm playing like a platformer that doesn't have a battery uh, for saving or something, um, I'll save after each level, after I complete each level. In rare cases, I'll abuse save states if a particular section is really fucking tough. I can't think of any examples off the top of my head, uh, but you know, modern times call for modern solutions, right? Some of these uh, games that you can't save in, um, and more often than not, I don't have three hours of free time to just sit through and, and play an entire game. In fact, I usually don't sit around for more than an hour and, and play a video game. My sessions are pretty spread out, honestly. So, yeah, I mean, the simple answer is, yeah, I use save, state, uh, save states. And if you really want to beat a game that you've been banging your head against, uh, then use them. I, I don't think there's any shame in that. So, And the final email here comes from Matthew. If you could go back in time with my... Oh, reading is fundamental, kids. If you could go back in time with one modern game or console to show someone in the 80s what video games are like now... What would you bring? Now, this is a, a question that I saw a, a couple weeks prior to recording this, and I've been thinking about it. And the answer came to me much easier than you would think. I would bring a VR headset, like an Oculus or a, a PlayStation VR or whatever else is out there. I, Steam, Steam Deck? Doesn't Steam have something? A Valve headset? Anyway... Growing up in the in the eighties, it's interesting. In the early nineties as well, there was like this big obsession over VR. You know, looking back at it, uh, it was so quaint, so adorable. Uh, there were a lot of people in like advertisements and stuff wearing like weird jumpsuits and like oversized latex gloves for some reason. Like they're handling radioactive isotopes. Um, <laughs> So if you could hypothetically set up this hardware, I think people would absolutely shit their fucking pants playing stuff like Half-Life, Alex, uh, Resident Evil 7, or uh, even just Thumper. Tetris was huge in the 80s. Uh, I think I would probably bring Tetris effect. I'd be like, hey, this is what Tetris is in the future. So go fuck yourself. Um <laughs> And then just imagine like how quickly people would want to reverse engineer, engineer that kind of stuff and where we would probably would be with VR and, and technology as a whole. Maybe Virtual Boy would be a huge success. <laughs> Nintendo could have dreamed, right? So let's move on to the few questions I got on Instagram. I only got two responses on Instagram, which is surprising. This one comes from Dark Sith 82 No. Sorry. <laughs> Dak Shith. 
82. I whatever. I I don't know. Favorite game rumor. Just favorite game rumor. I'm not sure what you're asking. Is this like my favorite game that's going to be rumored to come out? Like the Final Fantasy IX remake or a favorite game rumor that was like passed down, like stuff that was just set around the playground. If I go with the latter, there's just, there's so many. God. Kids making up video game rumors back in the day is an extremely peculiar thing, isn't it? It's it's so strange. I, I was victim to a lot of them. There's just, there was no way to find out. There was no internet back then. So it's not like you could just go check. And then you'd always have like that one friend that would always have that one magazine that you didn't have, which you suspiciously also couldn't find anywhere in the stores that uh, that one magazine seemed to always have the nude code for like Tomb Raider or something. And then when you would go to that friend's house uh, to go see this nude code uh, that they've been talking up like all week, that one friend would just suddenly feel like playing something different. And then I was the asshole for wanting to play an old game like Tomb Raider. <laughs> like, no, motherfucker. You told me you had a code to see a bunch of bare naked polygons that barely look like a woman. And I'm the prick? No, man, you show me the code. <laughs> there was just so much stuff like that. Like, it's just... <laughs> like, why? Why do kids say that shit? It's ridiculous. It's really stupid. Um... My favorite one, though, there were just, I don't know, there was a lot surrounding Pokemon. Anybody remember Peekaboo before Gold and Silver came to the U.S.? Um, yeah, there was, there was coverage of the Japanese games that weren't out yet. Um, and a photo of Meryl made it to the U.S. And every dumb shit kid in the, in the United States saw it and named it Peekaboo because the sprite sort of resembled a blue Pikachu. And then there were rumors that you could only catch it in the blue version of Pokemon. And then more dumb rumors piled on, uh, saying that like they were, that this Pika Blue was a Poke God, which was Poke Gods were a whole other batshit insane rumor on its own. But it's like, you look at that, you look at that Meryl sprite <laughs> and like, how everything surrounding it was in Japanese and it was always just a, in these weird, you know, Japanese magazines and stuff like these little small screenshots. It's like, no, man, this is a new game, you idiot. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Kids are stupid, man. Straight up. Just dumb. And then you had tons of uh, rumors around uh, Smash Brothers, especially around Melee. Because it had so much content in it for the time. It almost seemed like anything was possible. And most of the rumors would just end up getting put into later games, actually. So they kind of took like a Netherrealm approach to making their games. Like a, there's a lot of rumors surrounding Mortal Kombat. And Netherrealm, well, Midway at the time, were like, you know what? We're just going to put these rumors, like put them in the game and then make fans like go really fucking crazy. Yeah, there's a lot, man. I... I can't say that I have like any favorites. It's kind of hard to think of any of them on the spot. Uh, but those are a couple, you know, that's all I got right now. And then the last Instagram response here from longtime listener, good friend of the show, lesser metal. <laughs> how could one find out how old you are? Well, 
My birth certificate, for one, that could help you out there. I believe my birthday is also on my driver's license. Uh, hospital records. Uh, it's out there. It's, it's floating around. Might be on my Facebook profile. I'm not sure. I haven't used that thing in like half a decade. So you got a couple options. A couple options right there. Uh, the next question is from my girlfriend. It's diehard as they come. Uh, it's Kayla. She has a few questions here. What game would you say defines your generation? Hmm. That is a good question. I don't think I have the authority to even answer that. <laughs> um, there's, there's a few that come to mind. You know, I don't think there's any single game because the way I see it, video games are constantly evolving. Uh, we've even gotten to a point where it doesn't seem like that's happening as often as it used to as technology just kind of sort of plateaus. Uh, it's happening still, but the difference isn't as drastic as it used to be. So I think one people don't think about right off the bat is Metal Gear Solid. That's Metal Gear Solid is a pretty big deal. For a game that came out in 1998, there's so much about it that it seems like it could have came out like last year. It's one of those games that blended the storytelling of RPGs, the gameplay of an action game with elements of other sub-genres, uh, and the cinematics of, well, of a movie. It wasn't the first game to do something like breaking the fourth wall or anything like that. It, uh, and I think it just it made a broader audience. That kind of stuff made a broader audience think outside the box when approaching games similar to it. Probably provoked more players to think more critically uh, when it came to mechanics in a video game. Metal Gear Solid, I mean, it was a game changer compared to everything else that came before. There was no other game quite mixing stealth and action together in a 3D environment so well. And the AI at the time was amazing. It's still really good for a game that's made in 1998. I think the easier answer, and I think the answer that most people my age would probably say, is Super Mario 64. Plenty of developers attempted to make 3D games and 3D platformers, and I don't want to say failed. They're not great. They don't hold up as well as Super Mario 64 does. You know, it really depends on the style of game. Kind of be the barometer or whether or not like the game is actually still worth it or not. Um, but platformers in particular, they, they were just a mess. And again, you know, Mario 64, it's aged. Um, but in comparison, it has aged better than the others. Um, it was the first game that got 3D, a free form, a free roaming 3D environment correctly. And it was the game that basically every 3D platformer since uh, would use as a template. And I think another easy answer uh, would be Legend of Z uh, Z Zacharina. Legend of Zacharina. <laughs> what am I talking about? The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. And I'm not just talking about this as a 
purely a Zelda title or anything. Uh, it is just a 3D link to the past. But when we're talking about the genre, like just like 3D platformers before Mario 64, 3D adventure games were fucking rough, man. They they were not very good before Ocarina of Time. And the difference here, that the game changer for Ocarina of Time, one simple mechanic, uh, and it was being able to control the Z-axis. And now literally every single action title since this game uses this. So all three of these games, um, Metal Gear Solid, Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, never mind the gameplay and the mechanics here. Um, I mean, the, by themselves, they are just legendary, legendary video games. Again, I don't think I could speak for everybody in my generation. Uh, personally, I would also throw Final Fantasy VII on that pile. That was a big deal. <laughs> Very big deal. Uh, I just... I can't safely say that there is just one game that defined my generation. Technology moved so quickly back in the day, and... It was in like this era, like from 94 to 98, that people were just really starting to figure out how to make video games play well and at the same time give them more compelling stories and characters. It was really becoming a fully fleshed piece of entertainment and not just a game you throw on for a couple of hours and you're done with it. And you know, I think... Now, I think this is a question for the audience. I think if there's somebody that's much younger than me, I would be interested to hear what they would say is a, is a game that defined their generation. Like, would it be a more clear-cut answer? You know, when I think about it, like, I think a lot of Gen Z would probably say Breath of the Wild. They would probably say that that was the game that defined their generation. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if you're in your early 20s and for some reason you're listening to a retro gaming podcast, let me know. Like, I would want to know, like, what what is the game you think defines your generation? I, as an old head, I just, I feel like I can't put my finger on it. Uh, there, there's too much going on at the time. Yeah, I just don't know. Kayla's next question is, what that mouth do? Well, Kayla... I'm glad you asked, because as you know, there are many talents a podcaster wields with their mouth. For me specifically, well, you really want to know? Well, I can talk for hours about video games. Did you know that four optional bosses in Kingdom Hearts are Sephiroth, Kurtziza, Ice Titan, and the Phantom? Because originally... In the Japanese release, only Phantom was the hidden boss. When the game was released in Japan as Kingdom Hearts Final Mix, three bosses from the North American release were added along with a fifth optional boss known as Unknown, which is based on Organization 13 or the 13 Seekers of Darkness from the later games, to which his true identity would become obvious in Kingdom Hearts 2. 
It's just a little bit of uh, something I learned on a, a podcast called The Unlockables. <laughs> uh, Kayla's last question is, and man, this this is a callback. Did you ever learn about condoms? Let me tell you, uh, not even condoms can protect you from Kingdom Hearts trivia. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thanks for the questions, uh, Kayla. I love you. And finally, before I get to the podcast folk here, I have two questions from Coraline Joe. Cora asks, what's your favorite song in the whole world? Probably not what anybody's going to think here, but it is the theme for Final Fantasy VII. There's something about that song that just, it does something to me. Ah, just some incredible, I just get a wave of emotions, man, and just incredible, incredibly uh, intense feelings uh, when I hear it. It's one of those songs that when I think about it, if I'm lucky enough to pass away peacefully, it might be one of the one of the few things I want to hear on my way out. It's gorgeous. It is a gorgeous song. Yeah, it's a easier pick for me than you might think. Uh, every everybody knows Nobuo Uematsu is a he's a madman. He's a genius. And Cora's last question here: If you ever got another kitty, what would his name be? And then in parentheses, I hope it's Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's almost definitely going to be Turtle, right? But I actually do have a long list of names that I would love to name a future kitty cat. So I think I'm just going to shotgun blast this list here. Uh, so potential names for my cat are Caliban, Vivi, Osmodius, Sweatpants, Big, Mr. Ham Sandwich, Frankenstein, Cecil, Mustache, Gizmo, Morgana, and if I get two cats at the same time, Bulk and Skull. But again, most definitely, probably going to be Turtle. Uh, <laughs> but we'll see. Hey, it always depends on the personality, right? Uh, so yeah. Uh, thanks for the questions, Cora. Hey, what's uh, what's up? What's going on? What are you what are you doing on this side of Castle Town? Listen, the Cuckoos tore up Link's tunic again. No, uh, I always say it, it may be dangerous to go alone, but it's always more dangerous to slap your chickens around. Look. Oh, uh, uh, wow. Ooh, it's that uh, he doesn't look. 
Is he dead? Listen! Hey, well, I don't have any tunics for sale. Some weird 35-year-old fairy man just bought all of those, so I, uh, I do have these shirts, tanks, and hoodies. Hey! That's right. Just head on over to redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash main quest pod and check out the huge selection of merch. You want a t-shirt? You can never go wrong walking around in a classic logo tee. Hell, you can walk into any dungeon with enough confidence with one of those bad boys on. But you really want to keep from getting mauled by vicious peckers? Equip yourself with one of the special designs. Or maybe you want something a little more simple. There's stickers, pins, phone cases, and tote bags to trap those little bastards. And the shipping is fast, so you'll never have to wonder when your package arrives. Look. That's right, hey, there's even a clock. But I can't promise that will stop the moon from crashing into the earth. Again, that site is redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash main quest pod. Or just visit the link in the show notes. If you decide to support the show, know that any and all funds feed directly back into the show. So I know I, you don't have hands or arms or any. Can you can you just please get him out of here? The, the longer he lays here, the worse this looks for both of us. Watch out! Time to put the children to bed. It's on to the hedonistic part of the show. <laughs> I really start, should start getting through these a lot faster. This is going on a little longer than I thought it would be. Also, there's there's weird people in here with feet questions. You're all being grouped together in your own little special section here. Uh, I know that list off is gone now. You have nowhere to go with your fucking kinks. Uh, so I'm going to do the best to appease you guys but fuck what is wrong with you people uh so before we do that let's start with ginger here from grand rapidians play video games uh she's got two questions first question where is the main quest bidet it's out there this is a region specific piece of merch uh to only italy as you know everybody knows this uh Italy, they, they have the cleanest buttholes on the globe. Uh, only second to Barcelona. It's actually a crime to leave your house with poo particles between your cheeks in Italy. And they know. They know. They know when you have those poo particles. They can smell it because their assholes for a millennia have been clean for so long that when you step out, like, Everybody in public knows the aura is off. The vibe is off. It's the same reason why they drink espresso. It cleans them right out. You know, ask Wolfman. He lives there now. I think, I think he still lives in Italy. He'll tell you, dude's probably got the cleanest butthole. I bet probably uses a main quest, uh, bidet, honestly, but, um, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if you use a, a VPN, 
or something. Well, maybe not. I don't know if that'll help you. The shipping's going to kill you. Shipping's going to kill you. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, our other question. What is your favorite worst game you've replayed? So, okay. So I went back and listened to the other two mailbag episodes um, that I did to basically just filter out any possible repeat questions that I've already answered. And on those episodes, both of them, this question somehow gets brought up, but every time it's asked just slightly different. Like, I think the first time it was asked, it was something about, uh, like, what's a, a game with a bad reputation that you like? And then the second time it was asked in the other episode, it was something to the effect of, what's your favorite childhood game that is generally hated? So, uh, what's your favorite worst game you've replayed? I'm going to let this one slide, Ginger. Uh, I think it, the way it's phrased, I'm going to assume it just pertains directly to the show and then the games that I've played so far. Uh, so that's how I'm going to take it. Next time I have one of these, I, I dare somebody <laughs> to rephrase this thing for a fourth time. Uh, <laughs> um, let me look at my feed here. Um, because nothing comes to mind right off the top of my head. Because honestly, if the game was bad, then of course I'm not going to enjoy it. So it's kind of a strange question. No offense. Um, so in recent memory, there's Metroid 2 Return of Samus. I had no right enjoying that game as much as I did because it suffers from all the same bullshit as that first game. The linearity and, and the agency that uh, that game has helps Metroid 2 a little bit. Um, still very, very rough game to play, though. Now, I wouldn't necessarily say Ghosts and Goblins is a bad game. It has its flaws. It's very old, uh, but I love it. I really do love that game. So I think it's between those two. So next, we've got Dave from Tales from the Backlog. He's got two questions here. One of which we're saving for later. But for now, uh, he asks, what video game level smells the worst? Isn't the world in which Kirby's from made of food or something like that? Like specifically, like it's made of candy. There's like candy trees popping out of the ground and stuff. And it's like the grass is frosting or something. <laughs> Am I making this up? I swear to God, Kirby lives on like a food planet. Because, like, so hear me out. Sounds wonderful on, on its face, right? But I imagine it's like walking into a Bath and Body Works, but, like, turned up to a thousand. Sometimes overwhelmingly sweet-smelling things can give me, like, a huge headache as it is. And I think if I was on this planet, it would absolutely decimate my olfactory organs. Like, it would probably make my teeth hurt just existing on is it dreamland is that what the planet's called any smell that could put me in physical pain has to be up there right so i think whatever world or where wherever kirby is from uh it's got to be that like on his face again 
probably smells wonderful, but if you're there for more than a couple of seconds, you're going to want to die. Or, you know, hey, simpler answer, Mario's Castle, because, I, I don't know, that guy's fat and he farts a lot. Next question comes from Colby from Switch It Up Podcast. Switch It Up? Is that it? Is that the name of the podcast? Let me fucking look before I just straight up just don't fucking know. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, It is Switch It Up. (laughs) Okay, I got that right. I, I Hey, listen, to be fair, I don't know because the only thing he ever really talks about is working out or Tifa. So and like neither one of those is mutually exclusive. But hey, at least he has his priorities. His questions. What game or series means the most to you personally? Um, Probably Zelda. My brother and I have pretty different tastes in games for the most part. He kind of just seems to enjoy them for what they are more often than not. And Zelda is one of those series that we just kind of seem to bond over. Um, Of course, we've got our disagreements about the series of certain games and stuff. Uh, I mean, you can just hear that when you go back and listen to the episode we did on the first game. But, you know, even if I don't like a game in the franchise, uh, which there aren't many, maybe like three. Uh, but even like those three that I don't like, there's always something in there that I seem to find valuable or, or enjoyable. And his next question is, are you content with where main quest is now? Or do you have bigger aspirations? Colby, let me tell you, dude, I am not going to rest until the podcast in its entirety is entered into the library of Congress. Uh, no, uh, am I content with where main quest is? Um, I'm pretty content the way the show's going. Uh, it's doing much better than I could have even anticipated when, when I started it. And, uh, you know, as the years go on, um, it's changed for the better. Uh, it's going to continue to change. Um, I think about the show in the early days, man, I had so many fucking segments, uh, one of which I guess people actually miss, uh, people really miss the quiz show. Yeah. But I mean, the show's going to continue to, to morph a little bit, especially as I get into games that take more than like, you know, two to three hours to complete. Um, you know, as far as bigger aspirations, I mean, I'm, uh, I kind of soft announced it on the last episode, uh, the Resident Evil episode uh, that I'm doing a Patreon. I've kind of been working on that for a couple months now. Yeah, uh, we'll see where it goes, you know. Whatever. If it all fails, it's fine. Uh, I'm still going to do it because I also just like having this format as a type of record of my history with all these games that I grew up with, so... No, no real pressure, you know. It's never that serious, you know. If I have to stop, something comes up, then I gotta stop. It'll suck, but um, it'll always be here. Next question comes from Poppy the Keaton. You were kidnapped by aliens and taken to spend the rest of your days inside their zoo. It's kinky. 
they want you to be bored. They don't, oh, correction. They want you not to be bored. So they'll give you one console and all of the games physically released for it. Which console do you choose? Okay, so do I choose a console I'm not entirely familiar with, or do I go with one that I know I'll for sure enjoy because of the sheer like nostalgia and, and amount of familiarity with that library? Um, I guess another question that I have is if I choose a console with backwards compatibility, compatibility, do the games from the previous generations count? Like if it comes down to that, what console has the largest library? Let's find out. Hmm. Well, just immediately a cursory, cur cursory <laughs> Google search says that the Xbox Series X has the largest library. Uh, I, mm, does it though? Huh. Ah, oh, I don't know. Series X. Well, I'm not a huge, I mean, I have been using the Series X a lot lately. Um, but I don't care about Microsoft games that much. You know, my heart says the Super Nintendo. Also, I mean, okay. What about the PlayStation 3? I feel like that could keep me busy for a lifetime. Uh, if, if you're counting backwards compatibility, uh, I feel like the PlayStation 3 and the Series X kind of are like neck and neck, right? Um, because the Series X can't play every single Xbox game. There are games that it can't play in that library. Uh, it can play most of them, but, but some of them won't work when you throw that disc in there. Um, however, the PlayStation 3, that's three generations of PlayStation games with third-party support, too, if you're counting that. And I know if you have the physical game, you can put any game in that bad boy and it will play it. So, mm. the Super Nintendo would be my nostalgia pick. Um, and if I am in space, in some really weird-looking zoo or something, you know, that's something that I could have that would definitely make me feel a little more at home and make me think of home. Um, some great JRPGs on that thing too. And most of those games have actually aged better than they haven't. So, but with the PS three, I also have the potential to play my favorite games from my favorite console, the PlayStation, but like, I would never just pick the PS one, right? Just because it's my favorite console. I, I wouldn't pick that. Because a lot of those games have not aged well. They're not very fun to play. Uh, yeah, I, I think... So if we're going for the nostalgia pick, the Super Nintendo. But if I'm going to be a little more realistic, if you had a gun to my head, I would probably say PlayStation 3. Thank you, sir, for writing in. 
the next question comes from Chris over at Retro Hangover. What part of podcasting do you find the most irritating? What's the most enjoyable part of podcasting? Straight up, the most irritating part of podcasting is editing. Uh, I would lick a fucking foot to find an editor. And I'm only saying that because <laughs> I'm looking at this. All of the weird questions are coming up next. <laughs> um, editing, man, it's so, it, that's such an easy answer for me. It just takes up so much time that I could just be spent either, you know, playing a new game for the show, uh, researching it, learning it, uh, learning about it and or recording that said episode. Uh, when I started this podcast, I, I didn't mind editing so much because I was also learning something new and it was something that I found incredibly interesting and satisfying once the product was out. But man, I mean, I'm over it at this point. What I'm a hundred, 120 episodes in or something like that. Almost three years of doing this. I don't fucking care anymore. I hate it. I hate it. And when I first read this, I thought, like a, an easy answer would be posting to social media because I absolutely hate social media and the whole like, here's the advertising. Let me fake, not even fake, but let me just feign excitement. Not that I'm not, ex I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> when it comes to the social media thing, it, it, it's kind of just doesn't really take much thought or time at all. Uh, editing does. The most enjoyable part of podcasting. Um, let's, I'm going to take this in a weird direction. The most enjoyable part of podcasting is the confidence it gave me to be myself, which is a weird thing to say out loud now that I just said it, uh, especially for how old I am. Um, I don't know, maybe like my thought process, like some people can relate to what I'm about to say. Um, because growing up with video games, they were never cool. Video games were not popular. Uh, the lure for them just wasn't there for a general audience because to be honest, you know, like unless it was Pac-Man or fucking Tetris or something. Developers weren't really making games for a general audience at the time. Uh, uh, I mean, there were like simple family style, like puzzle focused video games, but nobody was buying those. Uh, and those games didn't, they didn't even have the marketing, uh, that some of those games these days get now. And, uh, they're fine. They're hard to find anyway. Um, so growing up, Openly talking about video games just was not a thing for me, uh, save for a few close friends, of which only a few actually engaged with them, uh, the few that I've talked about on this very podcast. Uh, but for the most part, it was just a very solitary thing, which probably didn't help much since I've always, I've always been pretty introverted uh, as it is, so probably didn't help that. Um, that's not to say, you know, that I wasn't out and about socializing with kids. In fact, I spent 
most most of my time in, in teenage years hang, hanging out with friends and getting into trouble more often than I should have. Um, you know, and as I got older, as I went to college and stuff, I was still playing video games, uh, but still never really talked about them. And then the Wii came out and suddenly everybody was playing video games, but I still felt like I was an outsider because I'm like, yo man, like you guys could, you guys could just been doing this 17 years ago, but you guys are fucking playing yourselves <laughs> on top of that. Like I, being around large groups again, cause I'm so introverted just was not my thing. It was so fucking exhausting. So like we sports parties were not something I was going to be like sticking around for or anything like that. And you know, as the years past, I've briefly talked about it before, but there was a time where I just dropped video games altogether and I just kind of looked at them as something that I used to do just to fill my spare time, which is, it's such a crazy thing for me to look back on, uh, on that train of thought that I had. Uh, anyway, uh, even into the early and mid 2010s, even with the popularity of gaming growing immensely over those years, uh, I still really never found anybody I connected with on the same level. Fuck. I mean, as you know, I said earlier, I mean, I just, I don't feel like I fit in between retro gamers and modern gamers. I don't find a lot of retro games enjoyable. I don't find a lot of modern games enjoyable. So yeah, I mean, once I started the podcast, once I started connecting with listeners uh, and friends of the show, when I would have strangers come on and guests, I had this gradual change in my social confidence. <laughs> is, is that a thing? I make it sound like I'm like some inhuman isolated freak or something. You know, I can absolutely turn my sociability on like, you know, any average person. Um, it's not like I shut down or something when I'm around somebody that I don't know. Uh, but I've, I've found it so much easier to not only talk to a total stranger now and, and hold the conversation, but I have the confidence to fully nerd out with someone when it comes to the topic of video games. Uh, because there's so many people out there. There's this, you know, entire world that I had no idea actually existed before doing this show. Uh, like I had like the base level knowledge, like the general G fuel monster energy chugging league of legends, esports playing E3 droolers that were in the popular zeitgeist zeitgeist of, of video games, uh, the cultural zeitgeist of video gaming. But, um, I really didn't have a clue about the people that kind of fell through the cracks of all of that stuff. So this has just been a really long-winded way of me saying that the most enjoyable thing about podcasting is getting to talk to people with the same interests um, and having the confidence to talk to those people even when we don't see eye-to-eye on stuff. Uh, at least there's, you know, good conversations to be had, right? Uh, I'm sorry 
this wasn't like the simple answer of like, I care about download numbers. I like it when people buy my merch. Let me see the numbers go up. Give me notifications on social media. Please validate me. <laughs> now I'm just being an asshole. Well, speaking of body parts, let, let's move on to the weird stuff here. The first foot-related question comes from Dave. I heard from him earlier. Tales from the Backlog. Would you rather give a foot massage to Yoshi or Sonic? I don't know why I'm thinking about that so hard. <laughs> the simple answer is Yoshi. Uh, they're born with boots. You cannot remove their boots. Uh, whereas Sonic, uh, I mean, I, I don't even want to know what's inside those shoes. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be Yoshi because he's got boots on. The next foot related question comes from Eric. Uh, you're tasked with making a video game featuring a character's feet. What character are you choosing and what's the game like? And it's going to be Glover because he's a hand and he has no feet. And uh, the game is going to be an RTS for no reason at all. The next foot-related question I'm assuming comes from Jared from Play Along Podcast. Which video game character has the yummiest feet? Oh, why did you use the word yummiest? Uh, Chocobos. Chocobos from Final Fantasy. Think about it. Hunt one down, prepare it, cook it. Bam, fried chocobo feet. The right right seasoning, man. I mean, I think those bad boys could be real delicious. Um, and since the last question, again, I'm assuming is from Jared. I, he runs all the social media stuff. So uh, he sent me a DM on Twitter. So he also sent me like 10 more questions. And I'm just going to hit these as fast as I possibly can. Uh, the next question is... Would you buy a collector's edition of Resident Evil 8 with Ethan's severed hand? No, I don't buy collectibles, even though this one actually kind of sounds kind of cool. Uh, but if I got it as a gift, completely different story. Fuck, Mary kill. Albert Wesker, Dr. Robotnik, and Splinter. Fuck Wesker, Mary Splinter, and kill Dr. Robotnik. Mega Man just defeated you. What power-up is he getting? The power to smoke a ton of weed and then immediately regret it. He's got another fuck, Mary kill here. Fuck, Mary kill. List off podcast. Unlockables or tales from the or and tales from the backlog. Fuck unlockables, Mary list off and kill tales from the backlog. I felt like I uh, felt like I was real flipping about that. Let me put at least a little bit a little thought into this one. I just don't want to go off fucking anybody or killing people um okay so i think i would fuck list off like that's an easy one right because there's two of them there's two people uh and that's an easy threesome with a couple of uh real hot dads plus everyone that has listened to list off they know brian is a freak in the sheets especially with that inverted kink that he has um so yeah, I would fuck List off. I'd marry Unlockables? Why am I thinking about this so hard? I think I'd marry Tales from the Backlog. Dave's wife seems to be happy. 
Not that... <laughs> not that I don't know if Eric's wife isn't happy. Uh, hmm. I'd kill unlockables. I would marry Tales from the Backlog. Sorry, Eric. I, I don't know... I just don't know how your wife does it. Because as soon as you would open your mouth about Kingdom Hearts for like the 20th time that day, I would want to kill you. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck list off, marry Tales from the Backlog, and kill unlockables. <laughs> uh, the next question. Disco Elysium. Amazing or incredible? Jared, stop being delusional. Next question. What do you think Sonic fur Sonic's fur smells like? <clears throat> Burnt hair. Least fuckable character in Hades. Dusa. Like, let's be real, right? You can't do a lot with just a head. Unless she has, like, a neck hole. Like, where her body is supposed to be. Like, if I could have mouth sex and neck hole sex, then maybe you can get something going. But at the end of the day, like, I'm still gonna need something more to play with than just holes. You get me? Yeah, do so. Uh, next question. What video game would you want to see a live action ad adaptation of? Must give answer. A must answer question. Mm, aren't we pushy, Jared? Uh, I don't know. Ghosts and Goblins. What show names were you thinking of before you landed on Main Quest? I don't know. I don't remember. I, um... I actually had a document with all the initial planning stages of the podcast. Uh, but that's gone. That's long gone. And considering how long I've been doing this, how far the show has come, I, I kind of still wish I had it as kind of like a little time capsule. But I will give you this. I, I don't want to leave you hanging here. I'll, I'll give you this little bit of nugget. Uh, bit of nugget? Come smoke this nug, buddy. Uh, this little nugget of info. I didn't like any of the names that I had when I, when I started, including Main Quest. Uh, but now that I'm so far into it, you know, almost three years, I can't imagine this show being called anything else at this point. Uh, I've actually gotten really used to it. So that first year, that first year when I was like, hey, Main Quest, uh, every time I said the name, I was like, man, you really couldn't have come up with anything better. Uh, but it's, it sticks. I like it. I like it now. Uh, the next question. Pokemon Red and Blue, except it's a murder mystery like Disco Elysium. Thoughts? Uh, so basically you want to play Mystery Dungeon. Or not even Mystery. Uh, Detective Pikachu. I think D Detective Pikachu is the darker of the two games and is more of a murder mystery. Or at least they're solving, I think... The main character's dad is presumed dead, but he's missing, or the dad's miss. I don't know. Also, anyway, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team. Better game than Disco Elysium. Uh, next question. <laughs> what character could you cosplay as and look most similar to? Who is the most generic looking white guy in video games? Nathan Drake? Yeah, I feel like I could have been a better Nathan Drake than Tom Holland. Ethan Winters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Ethan Winters. I could definitely pull off an Ethan Winters uh, cosplay. When do you think The Last of Us Part 2 remake comes out? 2024? Unreal Engine 5? Was that game made in Unreal in the first place? If it was, uh, I could definitely see a UE5 update coming in at least 2025. And then they're also, of course, gonna sell that thing again for like $70, even though they just, all they did was update the engine. But yeah, those, those are all of Jared's rapid fire questions there. And uh, of course, Jared, thank you for writing in. And finally, we have reached the final question of the episode. And this comes from Kayla over there on the JK Games podcast. And she asks, what is your least favorite game you played this year? Find out next week on the 2022 Game of the Year celebration. Perfect way to end it. Thanks, Kayla. 10 podcasters, 10 categories, of course. And we're just talking about a ton of different games. It was a ton of fun putting that episode together. I hope you guys enjoy every minute of it. I hope you guys enjoyed every minute of this uh, little Q&A episode as well. I, I really enjoyed it. I really like it when you guys kind of pick my brain about stuff. Sorry if I went on a little bit of long-winded rants there, but um, yeah, I love doing this, man. So thank you guys for writing in. Thank you for listening, of course. I love you guys. And of course, remember, it's okay to like a video game. <laughs>